0: night pray and hope comes with the morning light right now you're feeling like you've lost this fight and fear is screaming out
1: Well, good morning everybody. Welcome to Coffee Talk with C.A. here on the Morning Brew Christian Podcast show on iHeartRadio. It's been a while since we've done a Coffee Talk on a Monday, the day before Halloween, October the 30th, 2023. Today we're going to talk about, oh, before I get started, I want to remind you if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, guys, feel free. You can always email me, morningsbrew at gmail.com, morningsbrew at gmail.com. Also, like me on my Facebook page, The Morning Brew Christian Podcast. If you have any text of prayers you want to send me, feel free, click on station information, our number's there, feel free to text it, or you can email me morningsbrew at gmail.com, morningsbrew at gmail.com, or you can even Facebook message me as well. Okay, well today I'm in central downtown Fort Worth on a very cold day, temperature is in the 40s, and uh, it's a very cold, crisp morning. And uh, today we are going to do Coffee Talk with C.A. I am going to Bible teach you guys on how can we count it all joy in trials, as the book of James chapter 1 and verse 2 says. In fact, let's go ahead and read it. And Scripture reminds us in the book of James chapter 1 and verse 2, Count it all joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. So let me ask you guys something. What is God asking us when we read, count it all joy, or to consider it pure joy whenever we face trials? Now let me pause there for a second. We've all been through trials. I've been through a lot of trials. You have been through a lot of trials. If you haven't, it's very unusual because being a Christian is not an easy road. You're always going to run into trials and tribulations, just like Job was tested. So just always remember that. The trials that plunge us today into grief feel like they're impossible to navigate, don't they? In fact, friends, the days marked by the chronic illnesses, physical or emotional, takes one toll on one's well-being. Most of us deal with some form of trial on a regular basis, whether it's your marriage, your kids, your health, or even your work. Sometimes, They loom large, and other times they pester us like a bitten fly. But with all these trials, how do we experience the joy? Well, I'm going to help you. Let's break it down. What does count? Consider it all joy mean. Well, the book of James, friends, chapter 1 and verse 2, echoes what John chapter 16 and verse 33 echoes. Trials come our way but we call to respond to them in courage and joy. In five practical power-crack chapters in James, calls his readers to holiness in living. In fact, friends, James writes on the outward of serving faith, while Paul writes on the inner serving faith. Both men reveal the power of faith to transform on how we interact with others, regardless of the circumstances or trials. Now, in the Armadic considered means to lead the way or to lead before the mind. This shows us our mind is an active participant in our faith. Wouldn't you agree? I would. In fact, suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character. And character produces what? Hope. Perseverance is also unsevering, uh, deliberate, deliberate and its loyal attitude towards faith in the face of suffering. So many trials can be enemies for, I'm sorry, impetus for joy in our lives because we know that hope is our reward. And you may want to go ahead and highlight Romans chapter five verses three and four. it's a very key scripture. Our future joy awaits us when we face our trials and our sufferings with joy. You see, in Jesus we have eternal life, access to our Father, and an anointment for our sins. We share this in holiness and righteousness, but we also in our trials, even when we're when it brings suffering. Next, let's look into this: uh, who wrote the verse and why? I'm going to help you with that. Okay. Let's break it down. The authorship and the context around James chapter 1 and verse 2. See, James identifies himself as a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, writing the 12 tribes in the uh, desperation among all the four James mentions in the New Testament. Now, most scholars agree that James, friends, the half-brother of Jesus, wrote this book. James considered to be a well-known leader in the Jerusalem church, reframed from the elaboration of his identity in the opening statement. Uh, in fact, the dispersionship of refers to the scattered Jewish beliefs throughout the region who were experiencing poverty and persecution. James, as a pastor, which he was, wrote this letter to instruct and encourage them while they face these trials, he tempers his command with deep compassion as he calls his readers, his friends, numerous times actually in the scriptures when you go through the book of James. Now, he also vividly illustrates uh, to convey answers to practical instructions. In fact, some have likened this book to Proverbs, as I call it, the book of wisdoms, which I've studied that the whole entire from chapter 1 to chapter 31. Because of the wisdom it contains. You know, James also, friends, addresses the ethical standards of the early church, and he gives us the insights into many of the issues of the churches uh, that have faced. These standards transcend time as they apply to us today. Other versions of James chapter 1 and verse 2 in the ESV version, count it joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. In the NET version, Scripture says, my brothers and sisters, consider it nothing but joy when you fall into all sorts of trials. The uh, NLT version of the Bible, on James chapter 1 and verse 2, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity of great joy. And on the NASB, the New American Standard Bible, Scripture says that considered all joy is my brother, my brethren, when you encounter various trials. The New King James uh, version: My brethren, count it all joy, when you fall into various trials. The CEV version: My friends, be glad, even if you have a lot of trouble. So, how do we consider our trials joy? Well, here's examples around the Bible. I'm going to give you four biblical examples of joy in trials. Are you ready? Here we go. The first example of the four biblical examples of the joys in the trials was, number one would, would be Paul. The Apostle Paul wrote many of these books in the New Testament, including Philippians where, there used, where he used various forms of the word for joy. You ready for this? It was 16 times. The most remembered passage is Philippians 4, 4. That'd be chapter 4 and verse 4, where he says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18, Paul instructs the will of God for us to be joyful always in all circumstances. In fact, he wrote this out of his own uh, experience with the trials involving shipwrecks, persecution, and imprisonment. He knew the uh, joy in the trials that he faced. Secondly, David, the man after God's heart, knew trials as well. Following uh, his anointing to be king, He lived a fugitive life in caves and wilderness. In fact, later in his reign, he took his wife, or I'm sorry, he took a woman, not his wife, and uh, he had her husband murdered and tried to pretend the truth away. Now, he had a dysfunctional family, with one son conspiring to uh, take the throne away from him. Yet, uh, despite all of his troubles... He blessed the Lord and rejoiced in God's steadfast love and faithfulness. Number three would be the Israelites. Remember them? These people repeated a cycle of repentance and uh, judgment. And at the time, uh, Ezuel and uh, Nehemiah, they no longer lived in their own country, but served at the commandments of other people later. A remnant returned to build, rebuild Jerusalem, and surround them by the enemies. In fact, if you go to the book of Nehemiah, chapter eight, records—I'm uh, sorry—records the people weeping in repentance as they've heard the uh, word of God read to them. Despite the overwhelming uh, sorrow, they've received instruction to rejoice. In fact, if you go to the book of—if uh, you go to the book of Nehemiah, chapter eight and verse twelve. The scripture reminds us Then all the people went away to eat and drink and to send portions of the food and to celebrate with great joy because they now uh, understood the words that they have made known to them. Number four would be Jesus, our Savior, new joy. In the face of trials, Isaiah prophesied that Jesus would be a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering. Yet, in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2, we read that Jesus, who for the joy set before him, endured the cross. He held on to that joy as his body went through the erecting pain. I can only imagine what our Lord and Savior went through. You know, it just just brings tears to my eyes. His final sacrifice Reconciled us to God and conquered death, praise God. His love for us and his Father helped him endure the cross with joy set before him. It's interesting to look at these various translations uh, on the verses, you know, the Bible gives us. You know, other uh, scripture related uh, to count it joy, and I'm going to read some of them to you, is in the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 12. In the ESV version where it says rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Not only, uh, well let's go to the book of Romans chapter 5. Here's another one. Romans chapter 5 verses 3 and 5 in the ESV version 2 talks about uh, the same translation. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character. Character produces hope and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. The book of Peter, chapter 1, verses 1, and that's in First uh, yeah, Peter, chapter 1, In Scripture verses 6 through 8 in the ESV version, also says, In this rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that you've tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold, that perishes through it tested by fire. Maybe you found in a result in praise and glory and honor, at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Through you have not seen him, you will love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. Also in the book of Luke, chapter 6 and verse 22. Blessed are you... Who people hate you, and when they excluded you and reviled you and spurred your name as evil in account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in the day and leap for joy, for behold, your reward is great in heaven, for so their fathers did to the prophets. Also, in the book of 1 Peter, chapter 4, verse 13, same uh, Bible translation on the ESV version. But rejoice insofar as you share Christ's suffering, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. The concept, friends, of hardships and blessings, as blessings, is essential to our faith in God who knows the way. So here are four ways I'm going to give you to view your trials as joy even today. Are you ready? Ready? Here we go. Trials are the part of this life. But when we remember to view them as an opportunity for future glory, we're able to find joy. Imagine knowing the satisfaction that we didn't give up when we felt life felt dark, right? I know I didn't. And I'm sure some of y'all didn't too as well. We fought, we stood firm, and we fixed our eyes on Jesus. And he knew joy because of the glory to come. The book of Romans reminds us in Scripture, in Romans chapter 8 and verse 18, I consider it that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed to us. So here we go. The four ways. In our pathway to hope travels us through the perseverance and character. We can rejoice in not far, and that's in parentheses I have, or current sufferings because we know what they're achieving in our character. Number two, we are established and strengthened. The trials of uh, James chapter 1 and verse 2 refers us to these kinds of trials we fall into. As we live in our life, they come be, or I'm sorry, they could be the consequences of a struggling economy, a devastating accident, or a time of persecution. Instead of bidding our time, we wrestle with the fight of joy. Like this uh, metamorphosis of a caterpillar into a butterfly, we beat our wings against the serolite uh, and we emerge into mature. We struggle against the trial, standing firm in our faith, and by letting God lead us into maturity. In fact, friends, the book of First Peter, chapter five, and verse ten, Scripture reminds us, "And all, I'm sorry, and the God of all grace, who call you to eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will Himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast." Number three. We didn't labor in vain at all times. In fact, God calls us to a specific time. place to minister, but he calls us to stand firm and to give ourselves fully to the Lord's work. When we consider it joy, when we face trials, we believe God's plan for us, and we do not work of trusting Him. We let uh, firm faith lead us, our mind to believe. In fact, you go to the book of uh, 1st Corinthians chapter 15, verse Uh, 58. Therefore, my dear brothers, stand firm, let nothing move you, always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord, because he knows that you contract in the Lord and not in vain. Number four, my final one. We gain testimony. There's nothing more than stirring than hearing someone's own experiences. Don't you just love testimonies? Don't you just love it when people share their testimony with you. I do. I get blessed. And you should too. That's why you should share your testimony. Because our testimony matters. Throughout the Bible, we find the importance of remembering and then telling others about the works of the Lord. But when the Israelites forgot and they strayed from God's covenant, now more than ever, we need each other's story. In fact, the book of, and I'll close you with this, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 4 and 5, who comforts us in all troubles so that we can comfort those in our own trouble with the comfort we comfort ourselves have received from God. For just as the sufferings of Christ flow over into our lives, so also though Christ, our comforter, overflows. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for your gift of joy during this time of trials that we're going through. You call me and many others to stand firm when you plant our feet on solid rock. You are our rock, our refuge, and you're also my joy and my other radio listeners' joy. I take joy in knowing the power of your grace to transform me. Help me and many others to come through this with more joy. Forgive me and any of us forever doubting you. I know you never leave us nor you never forsake us, but you're with me always. Help me and others find my joy in you. You are mighty to save. You delight in me and many others, and yours is the victory. I give you the glory, and so do many of the other listeners today, God. And we look to you for the joys in our trials. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, I've got a closeout song on Coffee Talk with C.A. Going to the C.A. vault. Jackie Felazkis, I rest in you. (laughs) we <laughs> Jackie, it's Alaska. Back in her younger years on the CA vault there. I will rest in you. What a way to close out Coffee Talk with CA. And before I get ready to head out, we already said the prayer and everything. You know, I said a blessing for you guys, praying for me and everybody that's going through trials. Let me just say this in closing. Excuse me. I hope this Coffee Talk helps you. And I hope those scripture references help you with what you're going through. On my two-year journey coming up, you're going to be hearing in the trials that I went through, the tribulations that I went through, the Job moments I went through. And I know you're probably like, well, see, yeah, you always mention about Job. Well, yeah. Go back. I encourage you. Go back and revisit the whole book of Job. Break them down into segments. Look what Job went through. Let me refresh you on some of it, if I may, before we close out of here. He lost his what? Well, let's go back. He was a faithful servant for God. He was very faithful to God. The devil wanted to step in and test him. God said, Go ahead, but through all of this, he's going to come through a victor on it. And he did. See, he lost his home, he lost his wife, he lost his whole children, he lost his oxens, he lost uh, his horses, his cattle. But you know what? when he lost all that, and he went through those trials and heavy tribulations, as you'll read through scripture on it, which I encourage you to do in your spare time, he came out of victor. Because he's one of God's kids. He never gave up on what God was going to do for him. And what did God do? He sent him a wife. He had children. What he lost, he got re-blessed tenfold. And maybe you're thinking tonight, I've lost everything. No, you haven't. When you're at your lowest That's when God's at his best Proven fact He ain't going to let his own children Or his own child Fall Now you may fall in certain things But through it all He is right there And you know what He's not leaving your side He is right next to you tonight All my hope faith, trust is in the Lord. Keep it that way. Guys, share this coffee talk with CA to anybody that's going through a struggle right now. Anybody that's going through a trial. Say, hey, you need to listen to this CA's Christian podcast. Have them follow me on it. How can we count all joy in trials as it was in the book of James chapter 1 and verse 2? I gave you James's account I gave you Paul's account. We compared tonight. I mean, I'm sorry, this morning. Through it all, God's got it. And he has a plan. Okay? Well, that concludes Coffee Talk with CA. I look forward to talking to you guys again soon. Y'all have a great day. Bye for now.